Well, today we're taking a little trip down under to visit our friend George Christensen. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. You come from an undown Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. In just a moment, we're going to take a little trip down under to Australia to good friend George Christensen, Member of Parliament. George and I actually got to know each other long before the pandemic. But what a resource he has been to this program. And and he has a lot to share, not just about Australia, but in other parts of the world as well. As he and I discuss the COVID narrative that's going on across our globe. I want to take just a, a moment here on a personal item. Over this past weekend, I got news from a friend of mine. I don't know him that well. They live in another state. We know each other because of some mutual ministry work, though we've never met. Now, he's close to 80 years of age, so is his wife. And back around Christmas time, they both came down with COVID-19. Now, he lived, but she passed away. And what I'm angry about, by the way, they're vaccinated. What angers me is that today you can get a home test kit and find out if you have COVID or not. But unless you have therapeutics, what are you going to do? He did what he was always told to do. You go to the hospital. What's the hospital do? They watch your lips turn blue. Your body begin to fall apart. Put you on a ventilator and hope for the best. See, therapeutics are being denied by this reprobate government we have in Washington, D.C. And by reprobate, evil, satanic medical professionals. They knew in 2005 that hydroxychloroquine worked. It's on the CDC website. But no, people get sick and they go to the hospital. They follow the CDC. It guaranteed to kill you protocol. I really believe they want more people dead. And this concerns me. I am angered that in a hospital, they don't want to treat. Doctors are scared to use things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and any other therapeutic that has been proven over 30 years or longer to work. But no, these treatments are denied so the Satanist in Washington can force you to take a shot of an experimental vaccine that if it hurts you, injures you, or kills you, nobody but's liable for it but you. I find that frightening. You think bad things are bad here in the United States, they're even worse in other parts of the world. So, George, how crazy have things become in your country of Australia? Well, firstly, can I say thank you very much for having me on your show again, and uh, thanks for all you do, Bob, for uh, getting the truth out there. Uh, Look, Australia, it's still insane here, Mm -hmm. Uh, really. we, we, in in some respects, some things have have slightly returned to a semblance of normality, but the the discrimination and persecution against non-vaccinated people continues, despite the fact that we are now living in Australia in a pandemic of the vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we have in Australia is um, 
uh, majority of the country, vast majority, uh, apparently upwards of 90% vaccinated. We have the only people that are coming into the country are fully vaccinated people. So, um, and yet Omicron, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading like wildfire throughout the Australian community. Uh, so so the question is, why the hell is there all this discrimination exactly. that still exists exactly. against non-vaccinated people? Well, Bob, uh, I've got to tell you that... that, 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 that not only have people lost their jobs in Australia, uh, aged care workers, healthcare workers, uh, teachers have lost their jobs, um, even coal miners have lost their jobs. Think about this, coal miners, retail workers, hospitality workers, uh, any food and beverage worker, they've all lost their jobs if they don't get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and on top of that, some states, including the one that I live in, has a mandate as such, uh, well, it was it's more of a vaccine passport system, actually, where there's certain places that I and other non-vaccinated people can't go. Mm -hmm. um, now, I know this happens in some states in the US, but oh, yeah. here in Australia, it's bars, cafes, restaurants, um, pubs or hotels, uh, sporting clubs, uh, sporting matches, uh, museums, theatres, cinemas, uh, basically, if you want a social life, you you pretty much need to be vaccinated, or you're well, not allowed to let, have let, one. Let me let me uh, raise that's this the question. State of let me raise this question real quick. This this is disturbing me, and I'm thinking about a story that came out of France just the other day, and, and it revolves around an individual who took out a life insurance policy, and he died of the COVID vaccine, and his insurance company is not going to pay. Because they're saying, hey, it's a known risk. This is the same as suicide. And they have clauses to keep from paying for a vaccine death. Now, my question to the Australian government should be this. Will you stand good for every injury, every death for the next 30 years that comes from these vaccines? Well, Will they stand good? Well, look, at the moment, they've got some uh, system of compensation. I don't uh, fully understand the details of it, I've got to be honest. Well, I've looked um, at it, and it's, it's designed not to pay is what it is. I mean, you got to... That, uh, that probably would be the case. The, the uh, hurdles are it's immense. It's deficient. Oh, it, it's, it's it, it, very deficient. It sounds whatever. wonderful on paper, but the hoops you have to go through, you'll never get there. I mean, the idea... So the, they don't want to. They don't want to pay out. You're you, you you're better off winning a lottery than you are trying to collect on this system. <laughs> well, the biggest thing would be um, wh wh why. Uh, I mean, governments don't pay out. Taxpayers pay out. Mm -hmm. uh, why why is the taxpayer paying out for a product that's actually been sold by Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca? I mean. Um, the, the weird thing about all of this is the is the lack of liability for the manufacturers of the product who are not just touting it. I mean, they're touting it with vigour. They are, you know, you get the head of Pfizer who's out there telling people, oh, you know, you got to get you got to get boosted and mm -hmm. then boosted again and then boosted again to uh, to defeat Omicron. Well, um, it doesn't you work. Know, I, I think that it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And 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 look. Omicron, I think, is is nature's vaccine. You know, that's what we're experiencing in Australia. Um, I know many people in my circle who now uh, have have had it or got it right now, mm -hmm. and uh, I suspect 
they're saying that the R naught or the you know the factor of, uh, of 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 contagion is about seven. So for every one person that gets it, they're going to infect seven others. Yep, probably. Uh, the media. Media are also reporting in Australia by the end of this coming week, there'll be about a million people in Australia that are infected, uh, a million cases. So if you do the sort of, you know, back of the envelope maths, well, one million this week, seven million next week, and uh, seven times seven is forty-nine million, and that's mm-hmm. almost double the Australian population. So, yeah, well, that ought to, it, it could run, it, it could burn its way through. You know, yeah, I, 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 th- I think it will. I think it will. The only people that won't get it are probably those people that are in the outback and uh, completely and utterly secluded mm-hmm. from everyone else. So uh, uh, that'll, as I said, that's, that's nature's way, perhaps God's way of uh, actually vaccinating all of us. The stupid thing is, though, that the authorities do not recognise uh, the build-up of antibodies mm-hmm. from or therapeutics. Now, they should recognise the build-up of antibodies by infection because uh, that provides, from everything that I've seen, uh, long-lasting and better immunity to COVID-19 mm-hmm. than it, the vaccine. It do. does, absolutely. But, um, and, and a matter of fact, there's some another stu- illogical statement by, uh, by another illogical stance by our authorities here. Well, you stop and think, you know, and here in the United States, same thing. You've got the CDC, morally, intellectually, medically bankrupt, political garbage organization run by a reprobate. That's the best way to describe it. And they want people. They want yep. people. They want people who have been who have recovered from COVID to go ahead and get the vaccine. We now know that it lowers your immunity all over. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have recovered and you want to get sick with something else, take the vaccine because it's having an enhanced antibody dependent reaction in people that have already yeah. recovered. So, what? Why is there this death wish to make people sick and die? Let me give you something I know from two things, and, and I want you to comment back on this. When I was working in emergency management back in 2020. And remember, I walked into this in February of 2020, basically with a totally open mind. I didn't know what we were dealing with. I don't think most of us did. We knew there was something out there. We knew it came from China, um, whether it was nefarious, whether it came out of a lab, whether it came out of a wet market, immaterial. All we know is we have a problem, and how do we deal with it? Well, during my research, and a lot of my job was preparing for... 3,000 people to die in a county of less than 300,000, you know, in a matter of just a few months, which never happened. And I'm doing some research, uh, getting ready to write a press release. And so I typed in the word SARS-CoV, you know, S-A-R-S, because it's SARS-CoV, and I didn't add the dash to. Well, all of a sudden, on my search engine, I come up to a document from the Center for Disease Control you know, in Atlanta, uh, dated 2005, like November of 2005. And I'm going, what's this? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a whole, what they call a afterwash of a pandemic most of us never knew about in 2003 and 2004, where 30,000 Americans died from SARS-CoV-1, which came mm-hmm. out of China, and which was contained, and which was, you ready for this? They had discovered, this is what they discovered. By the way, this virus is virtually identical to SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2 is just a gain-of-function 
a manipulated version of the original SARS-CoV-2 from 2003-2004. And guess what they discovered you could use to treat it effectively? Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, (laughs) vitamin D, and C. That was the protocol. So when Trump uh-huh. mentions that about a month and a half later after I've read this, uh, he becomes a pariah and the world begins to stockpile and get rid of hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin because they want people to die. I, I am convinced yeah, yeah. there's an evil cabal orchestrated by Satan himself, the author who loves death, who loves to kill and destroy, That is that is literally, I mean, we have, has literally deluded the ungodly in government. I mean, Second Thessalonians 2, mass delusion. They want to believe the lie. And, and they're never going to recognize that these vaccines were a fraud to begin with. They've been in the pipeline for about 10 years, not, not Operation Warp Speed. They've been playing this game for almost 20 years, Dr. Fauci and company. And the world is supposed to believe the same people that give us a bioweapon are going to give us a legitimate cure? I doubt it. Um, they're trying to cover themselves. So when, when you see... I know one doctor in South Carolina treated 500 patients, 500. Nobody died. Mm -hmm. Nobody needed to be in the hospital for more than a day, just a handful. He treated them back in the day with hydroxychloroquine and now ivermectin. He had access to those drugs. Other doctors can't uh, hold a candle to this guy. And he he was treating people in their 90s that were recovering. So... I I believe there's some kind of medical fraud going on. I believe that there's an agenda going on and 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 why these so-called Western enlightened democracies are falling for this garbage is beyond me and why they are so obsessed with even vaccinating little children, never knowing what the long term effect is. So what what is changing, hopefully, for the good in Australia? Well, look, there's so much to unpack about what you've just said there. Um, I mean, I agree with you. There is something definitely illogical that Mm -hmm. is going on with this entire pandemic. It doesn't matter where in the Western world you look. We're at the pointy end of the spear here in Australia, I've got to say. But it doesn't matter where in the Western world you look. There's something weird and you can't help but but, but, but thinking that there's something almost sinister going on. There is that much irrationality that's built into it and we've seen uh, over in the states you would know very well the release of uh, or, or leaked documents um from oh, project yeah. veritas oh, oh yeah oh which yeah seem to implicate uh, fauci and uh and the niaid um in in that gain of function research hey just follow uh, the money going on within the wuhan but just it, follow indeed, the money indeed i mean and i believe he's a multimillionaire, uh, and, and we have to figure out why you know how did <laughs> i mean yeah, it's funny after after, right. after fauci called the guy uh from the senator from kansas a moron well the senator from kansas gets the last laugh he released the financial records that uh, fauci thought he could hide and so it doesn't yeah. look good but the mainstream media here is going to oh we, we don't want to look at that we, we really don't want to All touch right. that because fauci you know he's got such a wonderful bedside manner yeah, he does. Yeah. The, he's got a great bedside manner with with beagle puppies too. We've seen that. Well, we have indeed. Fauci killed the puppies. So, um, you know, you mentioned the media, and let's go there because uh, you also mentioned um, 
the idea of delusion or mass delusion. Well, um, you probably have heard of the uh, of the term of mass psychosis or mass mm-hmm. formation psychosis, exactly. uh, pop- popularised by uh, Dr. Robert Malone on the uh, Joe Rogan Experience podcast. But it mm. comes out of um, uh, look, there's a long line of work that's actually been developed around this. This is not some conspiracy theory. That's you right. can go back to the uh, 1800s, uh, Gustave Le Bon, uh, Carl Jung. Um, there was a, there's been a lot of theorists around the idea of the madness of crowds and mass insanity or mass psychosis. Oh, yeah. And I guess uh, there's a fellow by the name of Dr. Uh, Matthias, uh, Matthias Desmet out of the University of Ghent, I think it is, in, in Belgium, uh, who has uh, applied all of that in the past to what is going on now. And it's almost like a textbook example of, of mass insanity. Now, I don't think that's the only thing at play, but I think that the media have a fair bit to do, the mainstream or lamestream or fake news media, whatever you like to call them, mm-hmm. the legacy media. Or the state-run media. Flush down the toilet right down. And they are state-run, particularly in Australia. We have uh, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which is state-run media, and it's the most leftist media that you would ever have seen. Uh, anyway, the, the, the fact is that they have pumped fear into the populace so much so uh, that people have been, um, you know, the, the media like to, to poo-poo the idea of this uh, mass formation psychosis by saying, oh, we believe that people have been hypnotised. Yeah, well, they're well, part of not, it. You know, not... It's not the person with the uh, with the stopwatch or with the uh, the old uh, fob watch waving it in front of someone, mm-hmm. but the fact that the media have built up the fear that much that people have reacted like they have, it is almost like they have been hypnotised into this fear-like state uh, where they accept whatever is being told to them by an authority figure, and what's being told to them, I'm afraid, is a lot of lies. Absolutely. Um, you, you, you mentioned hydroxychloroquine. Um, that was banned quite a while ago in Australia, and I mean banned. I mean doctors who prescribe it to their patients can actually go to jail in Australia. It's that insane. Mm-hmm. But ivermectin, ivermectin, look, ivermectin is a is a drug that is uh, one of the uh, uh, the essential drugs from the World Health Organization. It is a drug that, um, you know, you you would have to be an absolute moron and overdosing <laughs> it in extremists to kill yourself or oh, do yeah. damage well, to yourself. Well, you know, we, we uh, know that it was, and a lot of people like the CNNs of this world, you know, the garbage networks, you know, that, 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 that feed propaganda, they'll try to call it horse dewormer or a veterinarian drug, and the truth is it's not. It was developed for human beings way back in the 1980s. I mean, we're talking... There have been about four billion with a B doses delivered and only 21 recorded deaths over like a period of 40 years that they know of or they think they may have been. Now, that's a pretty good track record. I don't even think that aspirin, I don't think that Tylenol could come up with a record that good or anything else we take on a regular basis over the counter. But that is the story of ivermectin and how many lives it saved from river blindness and other diseases. Well, the veterinarian community discovered its use years later. But no, we have the bankrupt media trying to say, you're taking horse dewormer, which ended up being a lie. But see, CNN will never recant. They're going to still hold on to the lie because they're deluded. 
And and I think, let me add, there's something I want to add this dimension. We have to. Um, there's one part of this I think we oftentimes ignore. The spiritual aspect of, of SARS-CoV-2, uh, all its variants and all its response, there is a spiritual component here that that really alarms me. And it, it can be really Without demonstrated in the United States. When you go to states, and I mean, here in the United States, we're considered supposedly the last vestige of Christianity or practicing Christianity of any substance. And even here, 53% of the population has no affiliation to any kind of church or religion. Now, that means 47% do. But in that 47%, there are a lot of people that go to these woke churches that celebrate uh, everything except the scripture. They celebrate sin, not not Christ. And so you're really down to a minority of people that are true believers. And if you go to states where the number of believers is higher compared to states where it is not, you can see how the draconian rules play out in the most godless states in the country. And, and I'm seeing it play out in Europe. I'm seeing it play out. The farther they have fallen from the gospel of Jesus Christ, the more Nazi-like they become in their governments. That's the only word I can give it. They become goose-stepping Nazis, and they are believing a lie, and they demand you believe the lie, too, or we will do you in if we have to. I mean, this is what it's come down to. It's an insanity. And when does it end? When does it end? Well, well, it's a, it's certainly a psychosis of sorts, and uh, you know you're right to point out the the spiritual element to it. Um, you know, there's something dark that's at play in this whole thing. Absolutely, I mean, you can you can feel that, you can almost see it. You can see it in the way that it's 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 renting or ripping society mm-hmm. in two, no matter. Where this um, where this pandemic and the responses to the pandemic go, um, so so uh, the the powers that be uh, build up the fear. They build up the fear. They push the yep. fear. Yep. And the result of the fear is, um, uh, you know, people look to their government as the Almighty, as the one that can be the saviour for them, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know. Uh, Something in Western culture, unfortunately, uh, as great as as Western culture is and Western civilization is, there's something that's that's devolved in Western culture where oh, yeah. we've become very much about me, 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 uh, not really considering anyone else, and more so, uh, we have detached ourselves from the Christian concept that we are, but transitory through this world yep. uh you know we are we are citizens of another kingdom and i'm afraid that when you scratch the surface on uh on cultural christians what you find out is that um maybe they don't actually believe that that mm-hmm. uh, absolutely yep that they, they, they hang on for dear life for this life and that's understandable to mm-hmm. a degree uh, they hang on for dear life to this life because in reality Maybe they don't believe they don't or maybe have they're very sceptical about the idea that there is 
uh, a brighter future on the other side. Well, they they, um, they tend to so, doubt so, things so, like the resurrection. They tend to doubt things like the virgin birth. They tend to doubt the creeds, but they're hoping there's some you know great cosmic muffin out there that's going to you know pull it all together at the <laughs> end for me. And but they but they're living. You're right. They live for this life only. And maybe yes. there's something out there, but I, I don't want to put my hope on it too much. And they're, yeah. they're and, like, and, 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 and I want to ask this question before we go to break, and maybe you'll have time to answer this, and we'll, then we'll get to some anything, anything else you want to really bring out on yeah. the program today. What is the spiritual condition of a country like Australia today in 2022? Well, I'm going to tell you that, um, uh, you know, Australia is not a, a country that is as Christian as the United States is. Um, and, and perhaps that is why there has been the reaction that there has been in our country. Perhaps that is why. However, what I can tell you that uh, with the freedom movement, as we're calling it, uh, the, the movement that are against the lockdowns, the movement that are against the mm-hmm. mask mandates, the vaccine mandates and all the rest of it, um, there is a resurgence of Christian spirituality. Uh, I go to some of these rallies and I've got to tell you that, they, that, that, that they're in their thousands, some, some cases they're in their hundreds of thousands, and at the start of every rally, they pray, Amen. and you could hear a pin drop when when the prayers are said. And often it's the Lord's prayer. Uh, I know um, I know Anglican priests in Australia, actually, who were formerly very very left wing because of their social justice conscience, oh, yeah. uh, who, who are now firmly on the side of freedom and orthodoxy uh, because of this. So there has been something that has happened. There has been a spiritual awakening. So that is that is the hopeful message in all of this. As dark as this whole episode has been in uh, the history of my country, I think something's happening. Bob, I really do. I think something's happening. And I think that the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ is actually using this episode for the greater good. My guest today is George Christensen, Member of Parliament in the country of Australia, good friend of this program, good friend of mine. And George, we're going to take a break here. I've got a few things I need to share before the break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the vaccination of children and some other strange things that are just going on in this world. We know that that vaccinating children is really unnecessary because they're not victims of COVID and they're not really spreaders of COVID. We've seen so many things happen in this world in the name of the pandemic. We're giving up our rights. We're giving up our freedoms. I, I, I mentioned, I realized last year, actually two years ago, when this pandemic started, I, I was concerned and I think Maybe this weekend or, or sometime in the near future, I'm going to share a few things that I said in February of 2020, before this was really a pandemic, when people were just beginning to hear about this virus from China. And during my time in emergency management, I mean, I, I came in, as I, I've mentioned before, I came into working in, for a county in another state 
because I had a background in planning and media. And the more that I began to study deeply, not not just listen to the news or Dr. Fauci or the, you know, the afternoon briefings that started to happen at the White House about five or five thirty every afternoon on you know Eastern time. I looked deeper. I looked at what was happening in my county that I was serving. I started doing research online at the CDC website, and I started finding things that were rather strange. Uh, contradictory and disturbing and I can remember by the time we got into the month of April remember I've been working since end of February, the month of March by the middle of April I was beginning to really wonder am I really, am I part of sharing a lie or am I part of, of trying to help a county survive a pandemic and by the time I got into the month of May. It became overwhelmingly clear that I'm part of a of something that's not right. Something that is has something wrong with it. As I've mentioned on this program a few times and I'll probably mention it again, I ran across a document at the uh, as I said, at the CDC website that talked about the original SARS-CoV from 2003 and 4. And how to treat it. And suddenly, because Donald Trump mentioned it, it became, you can't say that. You can't do that. It's like they didn't want people to live. They wanted people to die. Any opportunity they could count a death, even if it was a traffic accident, a bullet wound, became a COVID death. And we built this cult of COVID fear across the United States, Canada, across the world, globally. Europe, Australia, United Kingdom, countries that you think would have some rationality, all went crazier. And the farther their nation has turned away from God, the more fear and the more surrender to authority these people will do. So many people are trying to hang on to this life. They lose sight of the life yet to come. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That's something to look forward to, my friend. The fact that I don't have to fear death. I'm angry when life could be saved and spared, And governments have actually been killers, in my opinion, with the things that they've done. And I hope and I I pray, I really believe there's going to be a revealing of God in this year of 2022. And the veil of truth, the light of truth is going to shine. Do you believe in our work here? Would you consider helping us with a financial gift to pay for the airtime? If so, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And that is in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 32536. Or visit our website, truth, the number two ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder.
with Bob Beerman. Going to talk about something close to your heart. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now you talk to some people in the Lord and they'll tell you, hey, I'll share the gospel with anybody. I'll, I'll share with cannibals. I'll go to New Guinea. I'll share with mass murderers and serial killers and Nazis and headhunting New Guinea neo-Nazi Ku Klux Klan cannibals. So you'll share with anybody, any people, hmm? Well, anyone but one group. One group, there's one group. They must be pretty scary. Which, who are they? My family. Don't ask me to share with that group. I'll share with any other. Give me the cannibals, but not my family. Imagine you're drowning and you're yelling help and the lifeguard says, mm, sorry, I can't save you. Why not? Well, you're a relative. You're, I make it a policy not to save family members. It's too awkward. It causes too much problem. Sorry, goodbye. Could that be you? <laughs> Could you be expressing your faith all over the place, but not with your own family? You're showing love and forgiveness and patience and peace and radical mercy and unconditional agape. You're loving your enemies, but all outside of your home. Remember the Great Commission. It started in Jerusalem, then to the world. How about taking all that love and that patience and that radical forgiveness and radical warmth and boldness and zeal and bring it to the most radical place, your home? You'll get to the head-hunting, neo-Nazi, New Guinea, cannibal, Ku Klux Klan members, but first, bless your family. Want more? Ask for Therefore Go. How'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet? Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? Well, how about move mountains? Well, you can. With Sapphire's, the super spiritual supplement for a super life with God, plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it, and you'll get it free. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can actually blanket the earth through shortwave radio with the gospel. We do it every week. It's incredible. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, Yeshua-1. Or write me direct. You can do it. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111. That's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Love your family. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of, of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. In just a moment, I want to get back to my guest, George Christensen from Australia, as we talk about the COVID insanity that is encompassing his nation. One of the things that bothers me is how sources we used to be able to trust like Wikipedia. You know, I thought highly of them years ago, but they're now becoming a part of the woke and broke and propaganda machine. You know, I look at George. I realize I'm old enough to be his father. 
I mean, I was married in 1975. He's born in 1978. So I'm obviously old enough to be his dad. Yet I see what is happening in mainstream media and even Wikipedia. I mean, he's considered like anti this. And he, he's a supporter of, of all these oddball conspiracy theories. If the irony is that George, like many others, has been right. Like many other people, George has said things the media said were not true. But in the final analysis, they ended up being correct and right after all. Well, it's my privilege to welcome back fellow conspiracy theorist, a friend of mine, uh, George Christensen. Now, George, here in the United States, there's this insatiable desire to stick this experiment into even little children. Is the same thing happening with this desire to stab and jab little kids in in Australia? If so, how young? They're they're going as low as they can go. They really are in in more ways than one. Um, You know, uh, it seems to be that it's going to be open slather on jabbing uh, young children, uh, young as five, as from what I understand, uh, and, and this has all been signed off on. In fact, the um, uh, the coordinator of our vaccination campaign in Australia was saying to the uh, the mainstream media back in December mm-hmm. that they had enough doses to do every single school child in this country. Now, now this is this is an absolute. A front to common sense. It Absolutely. really, really is, and, and and it's more than that. It's, it's evil. A sign no, it's to I me. Before, it's, it's evil. Good. It's evil. I agree with you. And and I agree with you. And anybody um, that says we need to vaccinate a five-year-old child is evil. Uh-huh. It, because number one, children are not spreaders of this disease. They're really not. Correct. And and they they barely have any symptoms of this disease, even when it was Delta. In other words, when you're the odds of a child dying of the vaccine are vastly higher than any child ever dying of COVID-19, period. In the United States, 300 million people, we had something like under 300 kids that may have died of the virus, but all of them had things like leukemia and other life-threatening illnesses. Kids Uh don't die of this virus, so why are we going to compromise and destroy their young immune systems with a gene therapy that is thoroughly unproven? We we already know you're, there's a massive there's a massive increase in people dying between the age of eighteen and sixty four around the world mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the virus, but it has to do with mm-hmm. their compromised immune systems and heart disease. Who's going to stand good for what we do to these little kids? These parents with their that are bragging. I just had my six year old vaccinated. He's got his booster. He's got this. He's got that. When your kid gets sick and dies because of this, are you going to blame yourself or are you going to blame somebody else? I mean, this is what angers me. Oh, well, it angers me too because um, at the heart of it all, uh, if we look at the cultural issue, what it is is what I said before, the, uh, mm-hmm. the problem of, 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 of me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we want to we want to uh, vaccinate all these kids, and I say vaccinate in inverted commas, we want to give this gene therapy to all of these kids mm-hmm. uh, in order to what somehow through the mental gymnastics that you have to do, somehow to protect ourselves you know you've just said it before kids 
uh, in general don't die of COVID-19. They just don't doesn't affect them apart from in a very, very, very small cohort of people who have, uh, of young people that have other other underlying issues. Yeah, like leukemia. Okay. So, 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 so if you are in a vulnerable cohort, uh, and look, you know, there's a lot of issues with the vaccine, but if you're in a vulnerable cohort, I'm not going to get in your way uh, or even criticise you for uh, wanting to take the vaccine. If you're in a vulnerable cohort, take it. But you know what? The healthy kids... And the healthy people, actually, as well, mm-hmm. um, they should be left to their own devices without the coercion and without all the rest of it. But they won't be. You know, the premier of my state, akin to one of your governors, mm-hmm. has actually gone out and and put up on Facebook. I saw it with my own eyes, saying that they would not allow non-vaccinated children to attend schools uh, if, if, if Omicron was, uh, was, was running wild. Now, uh, the question is, when is that, that attitude going to end? Really, when is it going to end? Are we going to have unvaccinated kids uh, just outside of the schools, uh, not, not allowed in? Maybe it's time for the church. Maybe it's time for Christians to stand up and educate our kids and get them out of these public indoctrination centers. This could be a blessing. You took the words right out of my mouth. In the words of uh, Meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, it could be a blessing. It could be that uh, this is a chance now, and I know there's many parents that are already thinking about it, of getting kids out of schools, which even in Australia have become indoctrination centres, and they certainly have on things like gender theory and stuff like that. Uh, It's mental illness. uh, What they're doing is they're encouraging people to come down with mental illness. We celebrate it. We encourage it. We we push mental illness on people. Well, we're already doing it with the vaccine fear, with with the corona fear. We might as well have human sexuality dysfunctions. I mean, it is like Satan. What can I do to destroy the, to have the human race destroy itself? Just to ruin itself. Well, Satan couldn't orchestrate a better know, plan. The, again, the the hopeful uh, side of things here, and in, in this sort of dark mess that we've got ourselves into, is that there may be many, many parents that just say enough, and they take them out and they homeschool them. I'm in contact with actually some uh, Christian, cla- classical Christian homeschooling mm-hmm. uh, groups. And they tell me that there has just been a surge of interest uh, in the resources that they have. And I get to tell you, uh, I mean, I'm a product of a public school education system. I am a product of a public school education system. I always thought that uh, I will put my kids through public school education as well. And um, uh, now I've got a young daughter, 18 years old. Uh, She's... uh, you know, full, full of beans, and I look at her and I think to myself, there ain't no way, there ain't no yep, way yep, that yep. I'm going to send my child into the hands of people that are probably going to warp their mind. So I, I, I most likely will be homeschooling my child, um, and uh, I'm already sort of prepping myself for that with a, a fair bit of reading and, uh, and and looking to see what resources are out there. Uh and look, I, I, I don't want to labour on this issue too long, but I know people that did do this because of issues uh, particularly to do with sexuality in mm-hmm. schools, um, and they took their kids out of schools, um, and their kids were, uh, were, 
were just borderline passing grades. Uh, they took them out, they educated them at home, and then for the final year, they actually sent them back into the Catholic school system. And these these students went mm-hmm. from just barely passing to being top of their classes. Absolutely. Uh, one of them much. ended up being the ducks and, and and all of them in this family that I know ended up becoming medicos. They all ended up becoming doctors. Uh, they're probably now subject to vaccine mandates, so oh, I'm yeah. not sure what they're doing now, but, uh, you know, they all became doctors. And that just shows you that homeschooling isn't just um, – about instilling the right values, although that is very, very important. Homeschooling actually beats public education. I think it even beats Catholic education uh, every day of the week when it comes to academics. You know, I've been preaching this gospel on this program and even back in the days of my just weekend program a few years ago, that it's time for the church. Look, I know that we can't have a bunch of just brick and mortar schools around the world. It's not going to happen. But in some places, mm-hmm. we have the ability of of our own servers. Stay away from the big tech people. We can put together a program to help parents give a quality education to their children that is second to none. I mean, look, yep. I look at what comes out of the public school today. And I asked a, a recent graduate, I said, so you're telling me that uh, three plus two uh, does not equal five. And she goes, absolutely. It can be anything you want it to be. And I'm going, <laughs> and this is a person that just graduated high school and they firmly believe that two plus three can be 17 if you want it to be. It's all in your imagination. It's all whatever your heart desires. And I'm thinking, this is what this, no wonder we're so gullible for this, you know, for fear and corona. We have taken God out. We have taken the faith out. We have taken common sense out and we've replaced it with lies and fear. And that's all they have to work with is lies and fear. Now, you had mentioned before um, we were talking offline what's going on in Europe uh, with the European Medical Authority. Now, what, what bearing would that have? where you are in Australia and to us here in the United States and Canada and and elsewhere? Well, I saw earlier this week that the European, I think it's called the European Medicine Medicines Authority, uh, actually made a declaration on the back, actually, of the World Health Organization making similar sort of comments, which beggars belief. But what it was, was they were talking about the boosters and they said that Mm -hmm. frequent regular boosters... Uh, are not recommended. Um, frequent regular boosters could compromise people's immune system. Now, absolutely, you know, uh, uh, for us tinfoil hat wearers who have been yeah. saying this over the past eighteen months or a year at least, uh, you know, this comes as no surprise. But isn't it funny that the things that we were accused of a year ago of being conspiracy theorists about are now all popping up in the mainstream media and from, uh, you know, quote-unquote reputable authorities like the European Medicines Agency. I mean, um, uh, this is huge news. Boosters can compromise your immune system. Uh, And so we have all these people that are priding themselves on getting boosted every four months, you know, to keep their maybe immunity three, up. Every, maybe every it's three. Not, well, that's crazy. It's not a long-term plan. It's not a long-term plan. And, you know, we now have 
a, a, a mainstream authority out there saying this will compromise your immune system. It could end up making you sick. So so don't do it. So what's the plan? And given that the, the whole narrative around vaccines is falling apart because it is. You know, we've got the World Health Organization, the European Medicines Authority saying that we can't keep, you can't keep on boosting. That's going to harm you. Uh, you've now got Omicron that's running rampant throughout the vaccinated. Oh, absolutely. As I said before, the pandemic of the vaccinated. So the question is, why, oh, why, oh, why are we still persisting or why are authorities still persisting with this vaccine passport system, it does not make sense. They can't admit why they're wrong. Country, they just can't admit they're wrong. Why, why your country, Bob, is your, you know, I won't even call him the president, the resident of the <laughs> White House. Yeah. Why, is the, why is the resident of the White House, Joe Biden, uh, trying to defy the Supreme Court over there by telling major corporations that you guys should still discriminate and sack non-vaccinated people. Well, I want to know, will, will, will these companies take responsibility? With, look, if one of your employees, because you said you're going to get fired if you don't take it, okay, I took the vaccine. Now I've got a heart disease that can be attributed to the vaccine. Will you take care of me and my family for the rest of my life? Well, of course not. There's, there's, <laughs> I mean, I they're not going to do it. Australia. In Australia, we got some real smarties, and, uh, and 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 there's been a lot of um, template letters that have been circulating on the internet, and one of those template letters indeed did say that, uh, you know, uh, they, uh, after the um, the employer says, uh, well, we're going to require you to be vaccinated in order to work for us. Well, uh, you got a lot of employees that have actually sent back letters saying, uh, okay, but given that you are mandating this as a condition of employment, if there is an adverse event and it does negatively affect me, I want to know that you requiring this are going to compensate me fully, uh, which is basically my income until retirement. Uh, and the medical bills. To uh, uh, compensate, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, you, you've actually had some employers that have balked at it that sort of just said, oh, well, uh, uh, we not about it. it. <laughs> well, you know, so, um, look, we're going to probably run out of time. There are a couple of things I want to get to. You know, in the known therapeutics world out there, and like I say, this is what has been the systematic removal of therapeutics that we know work is very disturbing to me because that allows these emergency use authorizations to exist because none of these can stand. I know in the United States and Canada, if there's an alternative uh, approved, you know, method of dealing with this then all these you know emergency uses you know come to an end uh, and i've said before in this program the fda's approval of of pfizer's uh or whatever they call that stuff is a fraud because no one can get it here in the united states they made a big deal about something you'll never get and i don't think anybody ever will get that drug because then they would be liable which is something they're not going to have happen ivermectin or, or any therapeutic, what is the status in Australia with, with those? They pretty much banned most uh, therapeutics. As I said before, they banned hydroxychloroquine. It's um, now illegal with a jailable, uh, with a jail sentence if you're a doctor that prescribes mm. that to a patient. Uh, ivermectin was being freely given to people, not freely, but, you know, being given to people uh, by their GPs. In fact, uh, I'm going to tell you, in my cupboard here, 
I have an ivermectin treatment pack uh, just in case I ever do get a bad case of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I've got that, and it's not from a vet. It's not from a veterinarian. It's um, it's from a, ge- a general practitioner or, or a medical mm-hmm. doctor uh, uh, who, who supplied that to me uh, via prescription. So, so, um, uh, but after I got it, uh, weeks and weeks after, uh, our medical regulator, our version of the uh, of the FDA, mm-hmm. um, actually said no more. Doctors are not able to prescribe ivermectin because uh, it saves the, lives. Uh, we can't have that ruin our narrative. Uh, you know, they, and, listen. And, I really, and, be- and, I, I really and, believe the Satanist and government want more people to die. And I believe all of this, I believe there's a satanic part to this where death is the desired goal and these wide-eyed people that are trying to get you to line up to kill yourself, there's something evil. There's something thoroughly evil. You know, you've had the well, opportunity you've had the opportunity of interviewing a couple of people that I'm going to try to get on this program. Uh, you're you're doing a podcast now as well and a video cast. And, and I want to give you a couple of moments to tell people about what you are doing in your video cast. Yeah, well, look, I've got a podcast uh, called Conservative One. The 2022 uh, series is called Conservative One Pandemic Unmasked. And what we're trying to do is look behind the, um, the Wuhan flu to see uh, what lies underneath. And what lies underneath is a whole heap of removal of our basic freedoms. Uh, uh, there also is a sinister agenda for control. Uh, and so I'm talking with experts that are out there. So uh, Dr. Robert Malone. Alone, uh, who was on the Joe Rogan experience uh, talking about mass formation psychosis. Mm-hmm. He's uh, interviewed in a three-part episode. Uh, the part three goes to air on Monday. Um, I've had Peter McCullough, uh, but I've also had um, a smattering of, uh, of Australian experts, uh, legal experts, mm-hmm. also historian historians in Australia that look at it from a cultural perspective, the whole uh, mess that we've got ourselves into uh, down under. Uh, and, and so there's some interesting stuff there, even for an American audience. So I'm uh, very happy to share that material with you and your listeners mm-hmm. uh, if, if you if you do want it but if they want to listen themselves they can uh, just go to um, uh, whichever sort of mainstream podcast the service they use and type in conservative one pandemic unmasked and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully the show and the episodes will come up for them to listen to and some somehow in the next several days i i think i'll go through some of the material that you know you've been willing to share with me and I will put together a program of some of the best of these interviews that you're currently doing. One of my goals, and of course, with my schedule lately, you know, in, in recording and trying to put all these programs together, I've been wanting to reach out to some of these well-known people. And of course, I'm just a little guy. Who am I? I'm not even a member of parliament. So what do I know? Um, gee, I never even became on a little city commission. But but I'm trying to do this program, and I would like to get some of these experts on. And if I can't um, anytime soon, I, I would like to share uh, from some of what your experience with those experts are. And I would really appreciate it. George, as we come to the end of this program, is there anything you'd like to add before we we have to say goodbye for today? The only thing that I'd like to just say is that, uh, you know, we're, 
we're at the pointy end of the spear here in Australia. We still are. We've still got madmen amongst our premiers, uh, akin to your governors, uh, who are, are, are really doing their darndest to demonise and dehumanise mm-hmm. non-vaccinated citizens. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I know that that same sort of thing is going on in the United States of America, uh, but, but you just have so much more rights than us. Uh, I uh, I think I've said it before on your show. Uh, I would uh, I would dearly love for a bill of rights in Australia right now to protect us yes. from some of the egregious and draconian acts of authoritarianism that have gone on. But we don't have any. So I just say to your American audience. Uh, Bob, that that hold on to those freedoms, hold on to them, cherish them, defend them, because, um, you know, when you can wake up in the morning and find that your rights as a citizen have just been removed with the stroke of a pen by a politician or a bureaucrat, I've got to tell you, the one thing you don't feel is safe. You don't feel safe. You feel scared. And uh, there's a lot of people who are very, very worried about the future of our country. And all I'm going to say again to the, uh, the home of the brave and the land of the free, make sure you're brave enough to hold on to freedom forever. And George, we managed to do it again to, to run out of time. I want to thank George Christensen, Member of Parliament in Australia, for being a guest today on Truth to Ponder. It's funny, I I met George really online from ministry work long before the beginning of the pandemic. And he's been a great resource to help me understand what is happening in other parts of the world. It seems countries like Australia, Austria, Canada, and many other so-called Western democracies have become totalitarian and totally single-minded. The amount of mass deception, mass formation, and I think satanic deception, has been overwhelming. Started the program today talking about something that has just angered me on a personal level. And it breaks my heart to realize we are denying treatment to people that could be saved. But no, we have this one-size-fits-all, I believe, dangerous poison being marketed as a vaccine. Now, later this week, I hope to bring on as a guest another good friend of this program, Edward Zoll. And Edward, of course, is the host or co-host of a new program called Crosstalk News. Edward used to be with True News, and he and I worked together many years ago. And his growing ministry is something that I want to share with you. And I want to bring a lot of people on this program. One of the things I'm careful about, I don't bring you every story I see. Not till I'm certain that there's truth in those stories. If you believe in our work, would you consider a financial gift to pay for the shortwave airtime? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753. Highway 85 North. That's 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248. And we are in Crestview. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman.
To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.